So, tonight's worship service began with some words from the prophet Isaiah, proclaiming that he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. And then in the Gospel of Luke, recording the first words of the angel spoken after the birth of the baby, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. It was almost 1,500 years ago that Pope Leo the Great, writing about this very night, Christmas Eve, wrote that peace, peace was the first thing the angels sang. Peace is the mark of the children of God. Peace is the nurse of love. Peace is an eternal hope for people of faith. But I think this night magnifies the dream and hope of peace. Because tonight really does carry the hope that God's justice and God's mercy can be conflated into a deep and profound calm, a peace. This night, many of us come to hear and to sing with great expectation the story of the birth of the Prince of Peace. We come to hear and to pray for peace in our world, in our homes, and in your hearts. Peace, Pope Leo wrote 1,500 years ago. Peace is the mark of the children of God. Now, as beautiful as that all sounds, I mean, as peaceful as this evening can sometimes feel, I mean, it isn't always that way. It was 25 years ago this night at the children's Christmas pageant on Christmas Eve in this very sanctuary, and an angel stood in this pulpit and proclaimed the gospel of peace. The angel that Christmas Eve was one of our high school youth. And when the appropriate moment arrived in the pageant, she had been seated here, sort of hidden in the pulpit. She sat in the chair. She stood up, stood on the chair, extended her arms wide, and proclaimed the words of the angel, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. It was a glorious moment. It was wonderful. But it was only for a moment. I kid you not, a young voice from the hushed congregation said with this beautiful clarity of that young voice to one of his parents, that's not an angel. That's my babysitter. <laughs> and tumbling into our Jesus moment came reality. And it was, honestly, that very same year, a couple days later, at the grand finale of my wife's family Christmas pageant, she used to borrow some of the costumes from Christmas Eve. All the nieces and nephews, and my children as well, sort of shaped the beautiful tableau in front of the fireplace, the manger scene. Kings and shepherds, animals, and of course, the holy family. And I wish I could tell you that that moment was as idyllic as it sounds. 
And it really wasn't. I mean, yes, yes, there was a sort of beautiful moment when the words of scripture about the Prince of Peace were read. I mean, that was lovely. However, in contrast to those calming and beautiful words, this is the honest to goodness truth. Two of the wise men, one a nephew, the other my son, quite unbiblically were sharing a purloined plate of Christmas cookies with the innkeeper. And Joseph, he was crying. Joseph was weeping because his cousin, the innkeeper who was now delighting in the buttery crescent cookies way before anyone else got them, had, in the dramatic flourish to say, there's no room at the inn, had slammed the bedroom door on his cousin Joseph's foot. The pageant was chaos. Until, until the oldest child read, very first words the angel sang. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace. And for at least a moment, a miraculous calm settled over the chaos. Never let it be lost on us that the first word spoken to the world after the birth of Jesus is peace. I find it astonishing, miraculous, maybe even most important, just plain hopeful, that God's love and peace is smuggled into the world as an infant. God's love and peace is smuggled into our anxious, busy, chaotic lives in the most vulnerable human form. An infant that needs to be changed and carried and when he begins to walk has to hold on to a helpful and hopeful hand to be steadied. And when the child cries to be held and rocked in loving arms. I find it astonishing, miraculous, and hopeful that God's love and peace comes to us in a form that needs us, needs you. And if God's love is in need of us, that means that the work of God's peace is our work as well. At the very beginning of this service, just before the Christ candle was lighted, we lit the candles of hope, love, joy, and peace. The light from these candles illuminate our path to the birth in Bethlehem. And it was a few years back that a group from our church traveled to Israel. And of course, we went to Bethlehem. And it's a strange experience. I mean, driving into Bethlehem, you pass through 20-foot-high concrete walls, multiple security points, and armed soldiers walk through your bus, all in preparation to visit the place of Jesus' birth, the Prince of Peace. 
In Bethlehem now, there's just a small Christian community, but there is a church called the Christmas Lutheran Church. And in that sanctuary is a dome, and it's, the interior of it is painted in this beautiful sky blue. And then, written on the inside of the dome, in Arabic, no less, are those first words spoken to our world after the birth of Christ. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace. That is the prayer of this night. It is the prayer of every nation and every race. It is the prayer of every age, every angel, every chaotic Christmas pageant. It is the prayer of every heart. Peace. God's birth of love and peace in an infant who is in need of us. Which reminds us then that as much as we might hope to receive the gift of God's peace this night, God needs you and me to give the gift of peace as well. And that's the conclusion of the sermon preached at the end of a movie I watch every couple of years in Christmas. It's the conclusion of the bishop's wife. And the words challenge us, challenges us to remember that we, you and I, are partners with Christ in the gift of peace. In the film, the preacher concludes that when giving gifts, we forget nobody, adult or child, all the stockings are filled, all that is, except for one. Perhaps we have even forgotten to hang it up. It is the stocking for the child born in a manger. Let us ask ourselves what Christ would wish for most. And then, let each of us put in our contribution. Let, us, let each of us offer to those near and far, loving kindness, a warm heart, and the outstretched hand of tolerance. These are the shining gifts that make peace on earth. Friends, on this remarkable, miraculous, and hopeful night, may the gift of peace come to our world, to our homes, and to your heart. And then, then may you share that holy peace with others. Amen.